Talk Zone presents Motivation with a Purpose Radio, the show that highlights the inspirational stories of people from all walks of life. Now, bringing you real inspiration, here are your hosts, Rich Hallstrom and Zeke Bambolo. Welcome once again to Motivation with a Purpose. This week on TalkZone.com, it's your favorite time, 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern time. I am Rich Hallstrom and my co-host, Zeke Bambolo, right along my side right now as we get set for another exciting episode of Motivation with a Purpose. This week on the show, we're going to talk about mind, body, and spirit and how we get our body in shape now that uh, winter has kind of slowed down. And we are moving into a better time of year in a lot of places. We got to get those body and get the body and bones moving in the right direction there, Zeke. And, uh, Michael Brandenburg, our very special guest this week is going to help us find out how we can do that no matter what shape we find ourselves in. So this should be an exciting show. You know, it should be. And, uh, uh, you know, I've got, I've got my, my, uh, how do I say protective measures of because Michael is a pretty aggressive but a, <laughs> a trainer but a very no a, a guy who knows very well what he's doing uh, gets great results from his people um, and so I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say especially I uh, hope he doesn't tell me I need to lose another 20 pounds. <laughs> hey, well maybe he will uh, give you a few extra uh, pointers on the jump shot and maybe a few extra drills to do in the next couple weeks. We'll just have to see. Uh, Michael is a former Marine, so there's where he gets his intensity from. He Uh has over 25 years of experience in this area, and he's uh, taught people of all ages, from 6 to 60 and beyond. He is the owner of Trinity Training, and he is also the head trainer, and he's done work with the uh, Seattle Storm of the WNBA for... uh, uh, a year or so and done work for the University of Washington football team in the past. So he really does know what he's doing and he'll bring his intense, motivated desire to help people to motivation with a purpose here in a few moments. But let's take a little bit of time here to remind you how to get a hold of the show. You can reach us on Twitter at MWP Radio Man or on Facebook. Become a friend of the show, MWP Radio AM. And uh, we want to get up to over a 1,000 fans and beyond. So help us out and uh, become a friend of the show, Motivation with a Purpose, on our Facebook page, MWP Radio AM. And follow along for all the latest updates on guests and all the interesting stories that we're going to talk about here in the coming weeks on Motivation with a Purpose. So if I was to ask you, Zeke, uh, about... Your workout routine here for a couple minutes until we bring Michael on to the show. Uh, what would your workout routine consist of? Well, I am a laid back guy compared to Michael or compared, uh, even to compared to my wife. You know, my wife is, uh, she's got us on the track here with that's a family where we, she's very particular about us eating healthy. Uh, she does a lot of good work in terms of how she is trying to uh, keep us active with my kids, especially my kids being in sports. Uh, but I'm not the guy to, you know, go to really, I, uh, even when I was playing actively and so forth, my coach would get on me all the time because I wasn't the guy to really go to the gym and lift weights and do those things. I, I have a natural physique. It's really ser- it served me really well. Um, I've been up in my life as high as 270 pounds and people thought I was just, you know, maybe wow. 240, 220, but, uh, but I carried my, my carried that will very well because of my frame. But at the same time, I know very well when my body isn't responding well to my, uh, my weight and those are the, uh, those are the things. So my ideal weight and where I am right now is about 238, 242 pounds. I, I, I fluctuate between it a little bit, which is very great for me. But the way I do it, uh, unlike my wife, who is a very, uh, she likes to work out very actively and, and, uh, Michael's uh, style of training. I prefer to go to the gym and play at, at you know, a couple of hours, twice, two, three times a week. 
play hoops. And uh, that has been very, very productive for me. It keeps me where I, where I want to be. I enjoy myself playing with a great group of guys. I usually play around five in the morning. So it's a, you know, an active lifestyle is a very healthy and a very great one to have. And guys like Michael and their intensity and their desire to help people uh, from a health standpoint cannot be underestimated uh, in any way. Well, it's also very important to note, Zeke, and you brought up something that we will definitely ask Michael about here in, in a couple of seconds as we get him on the line and get him on the show, uh, is an active lifestyle. And I think we've lost that idea in our minds of what an active lifestyle is all about. And that'll be one of the questions that we ask Michael. And it appears that Michael's all set to join us. Uh, let me remind our listening audience who Michael is. Michael Brandenburg is a former U.S. Marine. Uh, he earned his B.S. in exercise science and certification through the Dr. Cooper Institute of Aerobic Research. Michael has 25 years of experience and knowledge to motivate, encourage, and help others uh, sharpen their iron and get their bodies in shape. Uh, he has been a, a trainer for the university trainer for the University of Washington as a strength conditioning coach for their football team for the Seattle Storm in the past and has coached and trained every sport from soccer to ballet to football. And he joins us now on Motivation with a Purpose. Hi, Michael. How are you? Good. Hello. How are you? We are doing great. Uh, let's dive right into it. Um Michael, how did you start your own training business as far as Trinity training goes? How did you eventually uh, end up what you're doing now, going from a Marine to being a personal trainer and a coach? Uh, well, I've had fitness in my life um, growing up, um, coming from Lubbock, Texas, a small school, small city back in Texas, um, growing up playing football, wrestling and running track myself. I've always had a fitness background, um, knowing that I reached my peak about five foot six and knew I wasn't going to carry it over into anything serious athletically. So I wanted to get on the other end of it and help others uh, as far as coaching. The Marine Corps came to me at a time in my life um, that I had some difficulty, um, just needed some other direction. My family has a long history of being involved in the military. My grandparents, my uncles, my dad. Um, so I just felt that was a place for me to go at the time. Um, so I guess just being involved in physical fitness um, in my past has always just kind of led me to where I'm. I'm kind of at now. It's kind of like what God used in my past to bring me to where I'm at now. Now, Michael, this is Zeke, and uh, always good to talk to you, my friend. And. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I've got to, I mean, I'm having a hard time, Michael, before we get into the deep stuff here and you kind of take us on a ride with this, all this great information. I've got a hard time though, Michael, sitting back and knowing the image of Michael Brandenburg, the man that I know, the intensity that I, that he has and all the passion that he wears every day of his life and trying to imagine you training some ballet folks, Michael. Help me understand how you do that. Well, it's just some ladies that, um, some, so moms found out that I train here. They've seen me do some things, and they had some daughters that were in ballet. So wouldn't believe the power and the control uh, that that ballet dancers needed and have. Uh, so it was kind of like their, I didn't have anything to do with their routine. It was just their physical conditioning. Well, I, I, and I know that, you know, I just, you know, again, uh, you, it must just speak to the skill and the, and the range that you have because, uh, uh, yeah, as I, as I watch, as I think about the pink tutus and everything else, the last thing I'll think about is Michael Brandenburg training them. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. It was a surprise for me too, but I welcomed it. It was awesome. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Michael, what has been your favorite sport or activity to train an individual in when it comes to clients that you've had? Um, honestly, I would say uh, the women's gymnastic team that I was able to train when I was at the University of Washington back in 2004, 2005 was probably the most fun I've had because those 
young ladies were able to do anything, and they really seriously pushed me uh, to what kind of workouts I would need to set up for them to actually get them to be actually working to their limits. They had like almost zero limits. I could ask them to do anything, and those young ladies were amazing. So would you would you say that you were really uh, was are you talking more about the conditioning part of the of that training aspect or are you talking about I mean because you're not dealing with, at that level with them with gymnastics it's not so much the strength it's more of the flexibility and 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 so forth would you would I would you say I'd say the flexibility is huge um, which really led into a lot of their Olympic lifting so none of these sports I've ever done any of the specifics for it wasn't the X's and O's of their sport or their game, it's always their conditioning uh, or their physical abilities to perform better in their sport. Okay, Michael, let's get into it a little bit. Let's say I want to develop myself uh, physically, mind, body, spiritually, all three ways. Um, what are the elements of a good training plan? Let's start there. So i got five elements that I really try and preach to my, my clients consistently and we kind of use a hand. you got to figure if you're going to grab something, you always use all four fingers and your thumb. So we put five components together that you have to make into your lifestyle so you can be most successful. The first one is the training aspect. Most people don't have all the gear in their family room or their, their, their garage or their backyard that they could use. They might have a kettlebell laying around or a pull-up bar, but they usually don't have ropes and power racks and sleds and, and the gear, actually. So actually, the training is the thumb. We put the forefinger into the meal plan. So now you've got those two components, the training and the meal plan. Then you add into the cardio. So your middle finger is your cardio. And I tell people all the time, you don't need me to watch you run, swim, bike, go to the driving range, hit a bucket of balls, get active, go bowling, something. Then it's your hydration. So like your ring finger is your hydration. Make sure you're getting your plenty of water. Your body's made up about 80% water, give or take. So you need to be hydrated. And then the last one is your sleep. Most people don't get the required sleep that they need for their body to heal because actually when you train, your body goes through micro tears and your body needs to heal. You need to give it to the components of your proper carbohydrates and proteins and the right essential fatty acids and stuff. That's that will go into your body and then the cardio to oxygenate your body. So those five components, I really try and get people to understand uh, from day one. Michael, so, you, yeah, you've listed the equipment, the meal plan, the cardio hydration, and sleep. And, um, you know, I, I like to kind of just touch on some of those components uh, that people will, I think, rarely think about sometimes. I think more and more, yes, uh, when you talk about equipment, people realize that I not go to a gym. I, have, I need certain equipment to train. Sometimes, you know, others will prefer that they don't use equipment at some point in time. It's not something that's completely strange. Obviously, cardio. And then the hydration piece, uh, I think a lot of times people – the ones, the two that I want you to kind of focus on a little bit deeper for us is, I know meal people, we have, we have some eating habits in America that, uh, sometimes will affect us adversely when it comes to, uh, our fitness goals. And we really underestimate what, how proper meals are important. And also the sleep aspect, you talk a little bit here about repair, but let's talk about those, let's, let's talk about meal first, that meal thing. And I'm one, for example, when I was in athletics, you know, I never was, uh, I, I could have done better, I know this, but I was never, I was never one to really eat extremely well. Uh, I felt like I could get away with eating just because I was active and I was playing back almost every, well, every day of playing a game that I didn't really pursue good eating habits. And that has changed over the years when it comes to the, comes to the top athletes, hasn't it? Yes, sir, it has. The food, you know, so, food aspect go ahead. Go on, go on. The food aspect can be so vital as competition um, has become, um, I don't want to say, everybody is becoming so good that the edge that people could really have could come through their meal plan to get to that, whether you're victorious or just successful. Even if you're, if you're a 45-year-old male and all you want to do is stay in shape and have a great doctor visit, 
the meal plan is the huge thing that could catapult you to the next level to, to have the actual ones be successful. There's, you are going to, you are going to, you're going to flex, you're going to run, you're going to sweat. You're going to put out those efforts of what you actually eat. You want to have the highest quality of food going into your body so it can repair and set you up for the next thing that you're going to do and not almost be a hindrance to you. You don't want to stick in nasty, greasy food and expect to go to be able to perform. You wouldn't put dirt in your gas tank and expect to go out and run a good, you know, have a good gas mileage, have good gas mileage where your car performed very well. So that's some of the concepts, some of the, the, the ideas and metaphors I try and give my clients as we train on basic common sense stuff. I, I think one of the things too that really gets at me, Michael, as we talk about this whole thing about meals as well is, um, there's another, you know, people talk about supplements and so forth and all these different things that, that they take. I find myself to really be one, and you can tell me what you think if you're in favor or not, but I find my, myself to be one that's, I'm not really big on taking vitamins and so forth. Yet and still, there's a drink that I, you know, that is more for, uh, my digestive system that I take in the morning. It's very high in fiber and has a lot of, uh, just natural vegetables ground into powder that I mix. So it's not really a supplement, but it's more from, uh, from a health standpoint. But I find that it's also giving me a good chance to have the proper nutrients that I need to pull out of my food to allow me to be uh, effective in terms of mind conditioning style. That's very well. If it's working for you, um, I'd say still run with it. That's the biggest thing right there is with vitamins and supplements, everybody in the world has the next greatest thing uh, for all of us to try. And they're not inexpensive. Um, they're quite expensive. Um, the amount of portions you have to use you can go through a whole bucket of protein rather quickly. And the one big thing is they're not FDA approved. So they're not even being regulated what's going into that product. So the big thing is with trying to eat as natural and as clean one ingredient foods. That's like kit. That's like chicken. It's like apples. It's like bell peppers. Those are one ingredient foods. So try and get as many one ingredient foods into your meal plan as possible. And then I would definitely recommend a multivitamin. A multivitamin of a high quality is going to fill in any little gap that you may have in your meal plan as far as nutrient base. So any nutrients and minerals that you can't and we can't take in as far as food these days because the way they grow it or they've, they've run the nutrients out of the soil and they're trying to, they're trying to engineer this in like in a lab to give you the proper nutrition. It just doesn't. It just doesn't work anymore. So if you can find yourself just doing maybe a multivitamin, and depending on what your goals are, um, you can pretty much get away with a proper clean meal plan, single ingredient food, the proper portions throughout the day, and possibly running a multivitamin into your system that would like complete all the holes and chains, so to say. Michael, we've got about another minute before we go to break it, but I want you to just run our audience through a little bit more of, as I said, the second part I had of that question was the sleep aspect. You know, again, you talked a little bit about maintenance of your body, but why do you think sleep is so critical to what we do as, as athletes in, in our active lifestyles? Well, that's when your body repairs. You have a couple stages of your sleep uh, that your body needs to get into to actually repair we go and we go and we go and we motor and we're burning so many calories with our eyes, with our digital world that we have, our technology world that we have right now. We need to unplug so our body can rest. Rest is so important. Um, we even know through the Bible with Jesus, he went away to rest at times. He gives us great examples. And it would just, it would be so beneficial if we could just really unplug for a good six to eight hours for your body to heal and repair so you could go again the next day. You can't just run your body into the ground with no rest. Great job. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Motivation with a Purpose here on Talk Zone Radio. And our guest today has, is Michael Brandenburg talking about this active and fitness lifestyle and much more than that with Trinity. This is his company. So we'll be right back to Motivation with a Purpose on TalkZone.com. 
You're listening to Motivation with a Purpose Radio on TalkZone.com. Back to your hosts, Rich Hallstrom and Zeke Bambolo. Yes, yes, indeed. Welcome again to Motivation with a Purpose here on TalkZone.com. My great friend, Rich Hallstrom, and I, your host, your friend, Zeke Bambolo, talking with Michael Brandenburg today, a great friend of ours as well, and, uh, and about the fitness lifestyle. And Michael, yes, as we left off talking a little bit about food and sleep before we went to break, I want to ask you this question, and I want to preface it by saying this, that when... When I was back home in Africa growing up as a boy, uh, uh, even through my young years, the things that we ate were all very much natural. So it was almost from farm to mouth, you know, and not much to worry about uh, the processed foods. And I have come and have lived in this country now for over 20 years, and there's certainly a difference in how we are, we, the food we eat in terms of all being processed and so forth. And uh, what is your opinion that when it comes to those processed food as opposed to the natural things that we eat and when it comes to uh, talking again about, about meals. I just think that we don't want to and take the time to prepare those, prepare those foods and the preparation that goes into, you know, growing your own tomatoes or some green beans and something out there in a patch of your yard. Um, being able to get the foods as natural as possible. Uh, we want it quick. We want it fast. Our society's, our, our society's moving so fast Right now, that everything prepared, you know, throw it in the microwave, heat it up, and all of a sudden you've got lasagna. You know, those kind of things. It's just, it's just bad on the nutrient end of the food. It's just semi-empty calories going in, and they're not really nutrifying the body at all. Yeah, you know, you know what's what's funny is that when I look, the, the thing is, back home in Liberia, West Africa, it is very you'd be hard pressed, honestly, to find. Uh, a good number of what I would call overweight people. Uh, the, the traditional, the, the, the tendency is that you have all these really, uh, skinny people. I mean, another thing is that we, maybe because the staple food is rice every day, but I think it has a lot to do too with the, the lack of processed food that when you, at that point in time, you tend to maintain a, a, a better control of your body and your weight if you're eating things that are more vegetables, natural vegetables, wouldn't you say? I would, too, and the portion size comes another huge aspect of that. It's so easy for us to go get a frozen pizza and then eat the whole thing. But if you had to grow and make that and deal with it and then uh, be able to serve it, um, let's say to your family or whatever, you may, not, you may not indulge in such a large portion, and you'd probably take the more time and care into preparing it a little bit more healthy. Michael, when looking at the, at the lifestyle you want to promote, and the training regimen that you want people to be on, uh, improving their mind, body, and spirit, who would you say does the better job and why, men or women? I would say out the gate, women for sure. And why is why is that? Kind of compare the two. Give us, give us an overview from your point of view. I think the, the women and even young ladies and boys, it is so much easier... Um, to deal with the, with the young ladies and the women because they come in ultimately knowing what they want. They leave their egos and their pride outside on the, on the road or wherever it may be, and they come into the gym, and they're more susceptible to take the advice and run with it. Where men, and I don't know if this is just from, again, our society and the way it's trying to bring men up, they figure if they don't know, they won't get involved. If they can't win out the gate, they don't get involved. Um, women are less more, um, and they're less more, they're, they're less apt to, to take, um, good criticism and, and positive criticism and change. So women are much more easier to deal with, um, unless a man has made up his mind that this is what he wants or a young boy who's like, I've got a, a couple athletes who know exactly what they want what they need to go do it, and then they follow they follow the program completely. So I'd say probably on the majority, it's the women who are much easier to work with uh, for the lack of their ego and their pride getting in their way, and or a young male who knows he wants to be king someday, he wants to get on top of his game, he'll come in and he'll pay attention to everything because he can see some of the success that I've had from following what I'm telling him to do, 
and or mm-hmm. other young boys to his peers. Now, Michael, what I hear you saying in your uh, your response to my last question is the more defined your goal is as far as being in shape, uh, mind, body, and spirit, the closer you are to uh, the closer you will be to achieving that goal. The better defined goal, exactly. the, the easier it's going to be. So let's say that I'm an individual who hasn't done a whole lot of exercise in my life, and I know that this is something I want to change, but how do I go about setting those goals and getting on the right track that you're talking about? I just think getting real with yourself first. You got to take a good look in the mirror and say, okay, I know I need this and I know there's some professionals out there who can help me. Um, I think the best way to go about finding um, a place to actually exercise if you're looking for somebody to actually help you is, is to, the best way I've gotten business is by word of mouth. You know somebody who knows somebody who knows me let's say, so you'll find, you can, um, just through, just through reputation, you can find somebody who will actually be able to help you. Um, it has to be a, has to be a good fit coming in. Um, if you've already made up your mind and you know, you're coming in to get the training. Um, I hope I'm answering your question. I feel like I'm kind of off. No, you sure? No, you. I think you are answering. I think you are answering that question because it's got to become personal to us, is what I hear you saying. And the more personal that we can make it, so that we have something at stake in what we're trying to do, the more successful we're going to be at it. Is that what? Uh, is that what I hear you saying? Yes, I'm. I'm trying. <laughs> it's. It's. We've got a couple men who've come in. And they've been invited by their friends or other buddies or they know that we're training here. And, um, I think that is, that's, I think that's, that's exactly, it's kind of that you just got to kind of buy in. You got to kind of buy in. And if you're having success at it, stick with it. Michael, so yes, yes, what I, I mean, the show here that we do, every we try to motivate our audience who are listening, uh, all day long to being purposeful in how they live their lives. And in your case as well, obviously this requires a lot of motivation. So I want to start by just asking this other, as a, we kind of slip a little segment here to say, help us understand in your uh, view and your ideas, how do you begin with the whole process of motivating your clients to, I mean, uh, to do what they do or what to follow what your lead in this in this case of making them better people and healthily and so forth? Uh, well, I've set up I've set up my trainings where it's group environments, um, mostly to one hundred percent, always a group environment. Um, so they can tell other people are going through the same thing with them at whatever level um, they can uh, they can actually work out at they can actually train at so a group environment um, kind of kind of takes the pressure off of the one on one I have to perform uh, from the client standpoint um, to meet you know to impress me and that's not the whole goal you're not trying to impress me I'm trying to get you healthier uh, more fit um, so they, they come in, we have an assessment at the gate to show them exactly where they're at. Um, so any any kind of movement that they start going, they start getting at, they'll make some improvements if they follow the what's what's already been proven to work. So if they jump on the meal plan a little bit, they're consistent, they come in. Then again, I show them, I've got a scale that I use. It's an Ironman bioimpedance scale, and it'll give you like nine readouts. So even if you haven't lost weight, maybe we're changing the composition of your body. We've built a little bone mass. We've added a little bit of muscle tissue. Or you've taken away some percentages of your body fat. And we do that monthly for for all the clients. Um, so kind of they can kind of see their own progress. And they are a good judge. They know if they've been eating correctly or not or getting their cardio in. And they kind of build their own success with like their own little rhythm and their own consistency. So that's, that's, you said some things there, which is kind of important for us to kind of uh, note there. 
you you mentioned that you know to you this weight that you are uh, this skill you talked about for example is not necessarily just saying how was the change in weight but you talk about body composition you talk about certain other things so i think sometimes we get so caught up it's deeply wrapped up in the fact that if i haven't lost 10 pounds if i haven't lost five you know then i must not be doing anything so again that whole motivational aspect how do you co- how do you coach your people into getting into the, the psychology of what's really going on with this whole process of of being healthy to really understand those different things you just mentioned with body components or body, you know, shapes and so forth. So I get our, our workouts are set up for a very high intensity. We're always moving. Uh, not a lot of downtime at all, not even for water breaks. You take your water break as you pass your water bottle in the circuit. Most of our classes are all set up in a circuit fashion. You're always moving. So I get a lot of time to be on a soapbox and, um, be educating. So we're always using a lot of, um, I'm always using a lot of verbiage to educate. I'm talking about how the body's designed. I'm talking about how the body works, its digestive system, the size of their stomach. Um, you know, it's like the size of a baseball, so you can't stick a plate, um, a dinner plate full of pasta in there. Um, it ends up at different places and it's wasted. Um, so I'm always I'm always talking, always talking, always talking, and three-quarters of it is educational with a lot of encouragement and um, just praises for what clients are actually able to do at the time. They may not be as good as the next person or the one in front of them, but they're doing better than they did last week. And I just I just think it's a gift um, to encourage somebody to where they're at. And hopefully they take it to another level and they keep believing and they take it to another level. And then, then we can show them, um, as we do our assessments, our weigh-ins uh, monthly. Wow. So, so as you say that now, I got, I've got a really intriguing question for you because you've done a good range of collegiate athletes, professional athletes, and the everyday, you know, uh, weekend warrior like myself. And ask you, where do who do you think really? I mean, and be honest with with us, Mike. Entertain us if you have to. But who do you think really has the greatest motivation out there when it comes to your professional athletes, your collegiate, or your everyday Joe? What do you What do you think, in your opinion, is happening with when it comes to motivation for the self motivation going on out there? Um, to be totally honest with you. Mm-hmm. The it's the forty five fifty year old um, mom. She is the one who is the most receptive, and she's the one who does the most with what she's got. She wow. puts forth so much effort because she knows she knows that um, we've talked about this before that she's trying to stay in shape. Most of them are married at that age. Most of the women that I have at that age are married, so they know they're they're trying to stay in shape. They're trying to take care of themselves. They know that their husbands appreciate it. They know that they have children that are about in the age range of getting married, so they're going to have to be in the mama dress for the wedding sooner or later, um, or their children are having grandbabies, and they want to be as fit as they can for their grandchildren so they can be as playful and, in, and enjoy their grandchildren as much. So I think they see they have much at stake, so they are the ones that are most sold out for the program. My professional um, personnel, they have so much ability that they rely on their ability sometimes and they forget about their conditioning so much. So they tendency to rely on their talent more than just getting in shape. So it's not an ability thing um, for them. They have tons of ability. It's will they push to their end of their rope like my 45, 50-year-old, um, even 60-year-old women. Michael, that's fascinating the way that you talked about motivation there for, there for the last few moments. And, and it really surprises me that, that that's the answer. But in a way, it doesn't surprise me because once again, it does come back to personal motivation. And because no one's going to make you get out of bed and, and run those, uh, you know, those miles or complete that plan. And to that end, I got to ask you this very important question because a lot of people talk about this 
at various different times in their life. What do you think of diets? Or should we just be getting rid of that word out of our vocabulary, period? Do they really have a place? Explain that a little bit more. That's a bad four-letter word, diet. It's a restriction, and nobody likes to be restricted. Nobody wants to do it. You try and put somebody on a diet, usually they are un- they're unmanageable. They require you to do so many things um, to make sure you're doing it at this time or you're doing it at this time. There's so many restrictions on a diet that people, they get fed up or they get, um, they get tired of them. And um, most diets don't taste very good. They're unrewarding. They make you feel horrible. You already feel horrible if you want to lose, you know, 10 to 15 to 50 to 100 pounds. You already feel horrible. I don't want to put you on celery and carrot juice and have you do that for three weeks. I mean, people don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Right, right. Now, if that's the case, real quickly before we go to break, why are, why are so many diet books uh, at least seemingly popular? Why do we see them all over the place? Our society has, I see it, and I've been through, like I said in my, in my, um, in my bio, I've trained thousands of people, and I've seen them coming through. People have a tendency to lean to the easiest path, and the work that's required for you to be fit is tremendous. There's a tremendous amount of effort. There's going to be a tons amount of sweat coming out of your body, and a tremendous amount of effort that you're going to have to put forth to lose one, two, ten pounds of fat off your body once it's accumulated there, that people are always looking for the easy way out. More with Michael Brandenburg from Trinity Training on this edition of Motivation with a Purpose after this time out. It's time for more Motivation with a Purpose Radio on TalkZone.com. Now, back to your hosts, Rich Hallstrom and Zeke Bambolo. Welcome back to another edition of Motivation with a Purpose. Our special guest today, Michael Brandenburg from Trinity Training. I'm Rich Hallstrom along with my co-host, Zeke Bambolo. And Zeke, we are just getting in shape by listening to our very special guest, Michael Brandenburg. He's uh, got me motivated and got me thinking about a lot of different things. Before the break, Michael, we talked about a diet being a a bad four-letter word. Well, I got to ask you something. Uh, you have a very unique name for your uh, business that's been a, around about seven years, Trinity Training. What's in the name? What's that all about? Tell me about it. Well, I just I. Um gave my life to Christ about eight years ago, and um, praise the Lord that that actually happened. Um, I give him all the thanks for um, just my life being turned around, and I wanted to honor uh, my Heavenly Father with what I feel He has gifted me at as encouraging, and the education that He's given me, and the knowledge, and I couldn't think of a better way to um, honor God than to put uh, the Trinity Training name and um, logo into my business. So, Michael, tell us a little bit of a story about you know your story a little bit when it comes to your like you said your you gave your life to Christ. What was the process, and how did that come about? That it impacted you so much to name your your company that way. Just tell us about uh, that process of coming to Christ. I um, I moved here to Seattle from Dallas, Texas, where I had separated from a girlfriend who I knew back in California and um, stayed in touch with her for many years, about 10 years relationship I had with this young lady. And um, within staying within touch with her, moved here to Seattle to kind of see if we can reconcile our relationship. And within about two weeks of being here, um, we knew we weren't going to be, our relationship wasn't going anywhere. 
um, the relationship was strained from the get-go as um, her lifestyle and what I was into at the time um, was just going two different directions. So I moved her to Seattle to see her, didn't work out, met somebody else right away, and um, actually was was doing quite well. I, I was working construction. I was a personal trainer on the side, doing a lot of one-on-ones, charging quite a bit of money for my hour. Um, then was injured on a job site, had to go back to school. Um, so that's when I got professionally, I figured to get fully educated in my profession. So I got my exercise science degree from Central Washington University and started working with the University of Washington to an internship program. They actually hired me, so that's how I got the collegiate um, experience there. I'm still dating the second girl and um, pretty much just trying to accumulate as much business for myself as possible. Um, I ran my business as designer workouts by Michael um, because I would design each workout for each individual, and I had some high-end clientele at the time because um, my prices were quite high. Um, so it's the kind of people that could afford it. And it just all of a sudden kind of fell apart on me. Um, the young lady who I was dating at the time had met somebody else. Um, I was working so much. I wasn't paying attention. And um, I just look back on it now and see this is how God set me up to go through what I needed to go through to turn my life around over to him. Um, I was living for myself big time, seeing how much money I could make, always trying to create my status. I was like, when I came into the gym, everybody was like, hey, Mike's here, whatever. He's going to get fired up. He's got a client. People were starting to work out at those hours around us just so they could hear the motivation and kind of trying to feed off of my and my client's energy um, for their own workouts without having to pay or schedule hours with me was kind of funny and I was kind of my ego was boosted and I was kind of floating up nice and high and like I said when this all kind of fell apart and it came through my second girlfriend here in Seattle um, I didn't really know else to turn I had met an individual at the gym that I was training I had seen him praying with some some young men one day and I had grown up Catholic and I thought hey that's cool you know they're praying in the gym the gym locker room and I just went about my business well, after my, after my event, my, uh, my problem had started to arise. I grabbed this individual, um, Joe Meek, and told him I need prayer. I'm in a bad state. I'm in a bad way. So he sits down with me very, very, um, very gentle-like and just had me start telling him what was going on. And to find out that he is also a former Marine, he... Um, we had so many things in common. It was so easy to talk to him. And he asked me flat out if I had Christ in my life. And I said, I know who God is, and I've been baptized as a baby and this whole thing. And he said, but where's your relationship with Jesus? It's like, I, I guess I don't really have one. I know I'm supposed to be good and go to church on Sunday mostly, and I'm okay because I'm baptized. And he just really led me in a way that was so comforting to know that there was a better way of doing my life and after that moment um, I just I just started giving my life to Christ I couldn't help it I I started going to a Bible believing church um, I was in men's groups I actually knew people at church it wasn't just the whole peace be with you and how are you doing and being superficial it was actually men in my life that cared that poured their poured their hearts into me and what I was doing. And I had three actual, three actual men that really took me under their wing that were like, we're going to help you. We're going to help you get back on track. We're going to give you the means to, um, to move forward with this, whether it was a Bible study, um, whether it was just talking, whether it was a place to live, um, a place to work, a place to do my work, um, just somebody to eat lunch with. Uh, it just kind of filled up my time, and um, it just it just became overwhelming so much that it was necessary for me to honor God um, with the gift that 
behind me. So putting my name Trinity Training, um, I just I just see it. It was just the right thing to do. Now, Michael, I mean, being a friend of yours and being around you a little bit, uh, I, I, I think I need to ask you this question. I know I didn't, we didn't design probably, you probably don't expect it, but, uh, even then, in the, in the last few years, um, you've had some challenges, even from the home front, uh, if you don't mind I me mean, mentioning the, uh, even the fire. So tell us some of the challenges, even, even then, since, since coming to Christ, what are some things you've dealt with in this, in the midst of all of this development in your life? Um, challenges, um, just like, I guess anybody else has challenges in my life, um, fell out of a, of a good situation with not a business partner, but where I was renting space. Um, you know, you just get two, you get two bulls in a China shop and there's not enough room to go around in there. So I've had to relocate my business, um, three times, um, trying to find, uh, business space large enough for my clientele. Um, and I have an upper number of about 125 clients um, that currently train with me. Um, so I could see anywhere from 50 to 100 people a week. Um, so the space was necessary for me to have. So trying to find space like that um, was always challenging. Um, so from a business standpoint and a brother um, that I was renting space from, that business actually falling away and then rebuilding itself as we matured and um, were able to stay in communication. Um, we had a home fire where I lived. Our chimney caught our house and our outside of our house and our home, our roof on fire. And so that was quite alarming. But, I mean, we have a, a we, doing the right things, having the right things in place, um, insurance-wise, um, property damage, I mean, just having... Um, just having the right things in place to be able to put that house back together um, was just a godsend. I mean, we just, it was just, um, it's kind of overwhelming to look back on it and think about it now. We had to relocate into a neighbor's home, which gracefully enough, we have enough, um, we have enough friendship with our neighbors in our own community that they welcomed us in immediately. Um, so we had a three-year-old daughter um, at the time. Um, my wife had enough savvy to pull her out of her bed um, with covers over her head so she didn't actually have to see any of the damage. She never had any fallout um, from visions and things of that nature. She just knew we had a house fire, and we moved to the neighbor's house for a while. Then um, we went and rented a home and while our house was being rebuilt. Um, actually, the builder is a friend of ours. My wife works at the Boys and Girls Club, or used to work at the Boys and Girls Club there in Ballard, and she knew and has a huge outreach to the community. We had a, a builder friend who actually came in and put our house back together, um, actually for an amazing price, and we were able to, to just hopefully be as gracious as we could in the process because we were on a time crunch. This happened last October, um, 2011. Um, so the, the weather wasn't permitting always to really get the bill done. And it was, it always seemed like it was, it would drive somebody crazy. Um, but it's, it's just having Christ in our life gives us a, such a peace because we know he's in charge. He's in control. It's his timing. And as we can look back through all the things that we've done, um, we just know that his timing's perfect. It works out better for us if we just let him lead has led me through. I've got more business now. I've got a better relationship with, um, like I said, my old, the old business. Um, it's not really my business partner, um, but just that individual, our maturity level has increased. Uh, just having Christ centered in our lives has just been amazing. Amazing for us to know that we have something else that we can rely on and trust completely. If we don't understand, just keep our heads down, Obviously, keep praying and give, doing what God gives us, doing what God gives us to do at the time, paying attention to the details. Uh, yes, they're hard. Um, I don't have any free pass. You know, my life isn't all peaches and cream now because I gave it over to the Lord. Um, actually, been a, it's been a hard struggle at times. But, Michael, it sure seems like you have done a great job of integrating your passion of helping people 
be healthy mind, body, and spirit-wise along with your Christian faith, and you've really done a great job of really making your business something that helps people with their mind, body, and spirit. Is that an accurate description? I, I think so. I would hope so. I, I definitely want to have the mindset where we're open to have any conversation because I don't know where people are coming from all the time. And like I said, our, our workouts are set up in such a fast-paced circuit, I pretty much have the floor to talk. And I can throw out metaphors and examples and encouragement and my belief in, in a way that um, doesn't hopefully offend anybody. And like I said, always being able to set up, we have the conversation. We can always agree to disagree. I, I love the fact that a lot of my clients are also have truly hardships. I've got a mom right now whose son is going through kidney failure and I mean, I can look at my phone two or three times a week, and there's text messages about this on my phone asking for prayer, the updates. And another lady's got a son right now who's, in, um, who's dealing with their pneumonia and um, who's asking for prayer. And just knowing that we can intercede for each other um, through prayer, and that, that just blows me away that God would use me in a way to help these women um, with their with their children, that they would include me in their lives. Um, I get to go to coffee with a couple of my groups of ladies because we finish, let's say, at like 9 o'clock on a Friday. We bounce down to the Barnes & Noble Starbucks, and we sit there, and we Excellent. talk. We thank you for your willingness to be in people's lives, both uh, physically, mentally, and spiritually. We thank you for appearing on this week's show, Motivation with a Purpose. For Zeke Bambolo, I'm Rich Hallstrom, and you have been listening to Motivation with a Purpose. Join us next week for another exciting episode right here on TalkZone.